In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates romance that pushes the limits and dials it up to 11. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Jenny Nordback. We are back in the swing of things here, but we actually didn't take a hiatus at all over in our member space, the Temple of Defiant Joy. You can join us there for tons of bonus content. We've recapped shows like Naked and Afraid of Love. So fun. Bonding. Sexless and the city. Oh my god. There are video episodes, bonus book recs, there is the Bonkers Book Club, and so much more. It's a really fun community. Yeah, Jenny, I actually got to read one of our January books over hiatus, uh, Something Fabulous by Alexis Hall. Yay! Yeah, I was like floored by how good it was. Like every, the first like 10 pages at least, I would just start smiling spontaneously. Right, you're just like grinning through it. Like how is it allowed to be this good and like witty? It's so witty, yeah. So it was such a good choice for book club. Like I'm so happy. Okay, today though is the day we show you, dear listener, how we became schooled, learned, in fact. We have become educated. (laughs) That's right, in the world of the Omegaverse. Lillian Lark put on her sexy professor glasses and guided us through nodding, mpreg, and really cozy polyamory. So cozy. (laughs) Today we recap Mannix by Grace McGinty with esteemed author Lillian Lark. We have Lillian Lark here. Holy shit. We're pretty excited. Yeah. Lillian is the first on Bonkers Romance to complete the trifecta of (gasps) being a guest, having a book featured in the Bonkers Book Club, and having a book recapped. Oh my God, you're right. 
Congratulations. You Look should get some kind of- Look at the stats on you, Lillian. Oh very my Very inappropriate trophy. <laughs> I'm just so honored, you know, like, <laughs> it's like opal fountains everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Opal fountains. Oh. You, it should be an opal fountain trophy. It should be. <laughs> it is glorious. <laughs> so what does Lillian Lark, who writes some pretty gloriously bonkers shit, consider bonkers? You know, like I was thinking about this. And so I read a lot. And sometimes things like they fall, they fall into place. I, I love my romance books that have maybe just a little bit of predictability mm-hmm. to them but it's really just anything that I haven't read before because like the first time you start something that you haven't seen before it take it's like huh do I like that oh yeah and then like you go through the whole thought process and then if you see it in more books then you're like okay okay and then eventually you start being like Okay, I'll write a tentacle book. That sounds great. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it's I find anything bonkers that you don't necessarily come across. And it's gonna be different for everyone because everyone has a different reading taste and like what they'll usually read. Mm-hmm. I do love though that one of the the things that Melody and I talked about when we started the podcast was that in letting the guest pick the book, we were kind of getting a glimpse into their brain. Like you can verbally try to answer the question, but you're really showing us by picking a book. Yeah. And this book is such a classic example of that because, you know, I read 100, 200 books a year. I feel like like you reach a point where you feel like you've read everything. And this floored me in that it is unlike anything else that I have read in like a multitude of ways like not even in the ways that you would necessarily expect yeah when you emailed this morning and you were like Mel it's an mpreg book that has nodding I was like I don't know what nodding is (laughs) and I had to google I googled this morning so I'm very excited sad that I missed the live reaction of melody googling <laughs> nodding i really hope i really should have like filmed it last time good as i think they were yeah yeah it it was incredible i'm very excited that i went down that rabbit hole i hope so. there were diagrams i tried to explain to michael it have been diagrams. yeah we had some downtime between putting the kids to bed and making this recording and so i somehow jedi mind tricked him into snuggling on the couch with me i still don't know how i did it anyway so we're laying there and i was like oh yeah we're reading an mpreg book that has nodding in it is today and he was like <laughs> <laughs> i guess if i'm this expert and he was like what does that mean and i was like well it's like a wolf thing and he was like okay i'm good i'm good it's fine <laughs> We're we're good. <laughs> Melody's full of shit. It was totally foreplay. <laughs> so we are going to pause really quick to give you guys some updates. And yeah. then when we come back, we are going to recap Mannix by Grace McGinty. Oh my god. Oh hey, it's temple update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier 
can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. Okay, we're back. <laughs> and we are about to blow Melody and listeners' minds. I'm so excited. I'm By so recapping, excited. it is Manix, M-A-N-I-X, if anyone is trying to find it. It's mm-hmm. the first of the Shadow Bread book, and it's by Grace McGinty. Awesome. And... Okay, so we're going to have to, like, lay some groundwork here. <laughs> we usually like you to, like, discover it as it unfolds. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there are six POVs in this book. What? Uh, so we're going to try and, like, and there's some world building with, like, Manix. It's paranormal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to try and, like, lay out the world a little bit so that you're not trying to keep up with six new characters and the whole world building. Manix is a form of paranormal shifter creature. They live in the mountains of, like, Montana, Idaho. They have almost died out. They're almost oh. extinct. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And they are, like, a... Sort of a cat shifter, would you say, Lillian? So, like, it's described More as a cat. Like, <laughs> cat, almost like a armadillo mix, kind of like, like a pangolin. Where, they have like armor. Yeah, pangolin. Where they've got like mean claws, mean teeth. They're strong. Okay. Yeah. And They're they massive. can like uh, cloak, go and camouflage and stuff. Okay. They have cool stuff. They've been bred to be these, like, warrior assassins. So Cat Shifter sounds very innocuous and cute. This is, like, fearsome warrior assassin sort of cat. Armored cat. They call it their beast. Murder you. So they fall into, they are either alphas, omegas, or betas in the sort of hierarchy. Okay, so we're in an omegaverse. I learned about this this morning. We are also, Lillian has also brought us an Omegaverse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not like technically classified as like, oh, this is an Omegaverse, but oh. it's got all like all the characteristics, all the fun stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like got we're, it. we're going to hit it. Got it. So they break into packs and packs can have multiple alphas. They can have multiple betas. They can have male omegas, and the male omegas get to pick which pack they're going to be in. Okay. Right, these are like family units. Yeah, they're like polyamorous family units. Some of them are actually like all sexually into each other, but Mm -hmm. some just form sort of family bonds and don't necessarily have sex with each other. They just live as a pack. Okay. Um, There are some who are monogamous, but ours are not. Right. Um, Why would they be, you know? (laughs) There are no more female omegas left oh shit they are extinct it is not a thing anymore and male omegas can be impregnated yeah 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 if they have a female omega in heat that they can like breed with and they they have like a dick straw (laughs) they've got a sucker dick wait but i thought you said they were extinct female omegas they are but if one existed they haven't seen them 
in however many. Okay. It's been like a century since anybody has seen female omegas are not a thing anymore. But when they were, they mm-hmm. could impregnate male, male omegas yeah, with yeah. like a litter of like six, up to six pups. Okay. Versus female manics can also get pregnant, but like the more human way. Ah. So, yeah. So the book opens and our pack, which is made up of, we have five male manics in our pack. And there are two alphas, two betas, and a male omega. Okay. 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 So So you're telling me that like in a hundred years, one of the reasons they're endangered slash almost extinct is that they have not had a female who can make a pup or help another omega make a pup in like seven years. In a litter, and like it's different. It's the the male omegas haven't been able to have okay. pups, but gotcha. the, yeah. the they have been able to like have some babies, but they're like there aren't enough of them, and they they have this like legion ruling group oh. that is yeah. it's very like Black Dagger Brotherhood in the sense that like they like pure bloods, they <gasps> sort yeah, of that, cast that's out half bloods, they. You know, don't want to like pollute the gene pool, okay, but in so not doing that, you're sort of running out of biological diversity. So you're like they're partially dying out of their own fault because they won't like let people find human mates and... because they're racist eugenics people. Yes, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But that's why our pack is so cool because they are made up of misfits. Yeah, it opens in a strip club. Oh, they I have... mean, why not? Really? Our pack, one of the betas in our pack is named Seven. He is like shaggy-haired, blonde, bad boy. Okay. Washboard abs. I think everybody has washboard abs and a big dick, so that's not going to help They're also like seven feet tall. They're like seven feet tall. So five (laughs) of these like seven foot tall, good-looking manix dudes walk into the strip club because they have scented a female Omega (gasps) who is about to go into heat. They went up in the mountains. They scented her. They came fucking running down the mountain. They got a minivan. They're gonna kidnap the female Omega. No, it's it's a kidnap. Well, it's an abduction. It, she's like it, a stripper on stage. There she's are doing her thing. Reasons. Yeah. No, I love a kidnap. Fine. I just need oh, to yeah. know the lay of the land. No, no. <laughs> so they pull the fire alarm. They chuck her over one oh. of their shoulders. Oh my god! They don't even like try to broach the no. subject. No. Well, so they no. do as soon as. Okay. Here's something that I think is important. We open the book in the POV of the main alpha. His name is Gatlin. And it reminded me in a lot of ways of Stalked by the Kraken, one of Lillian's Mm -hmm. books, where it's really important for us to start in his POV so that we can see that none of them are kidnapping her because they mean her harm. They are, like, very loving. They're very supportive. They are worried about each other. They're checking in on each other. They're making sure she's safe. They're like, it's coming from this very protective place. Mm -hmm. Because I think if we open in her POV and there's just these five massive dudes who come in and like hulk out and grab her and throw her in a minivan, we feel a little bit differently about how things are going to (laughs) go. So the one of the dudes, Raiden, is an Omega. And he is able to, like, soothe her with his, like, Omega voice. Mm -hmm. Like, he, she -hmm. describes it as, like, Zanny. She's like, this dude just, like, Zannied me. Like, he's just mellowed her out. And she's, like, kind of aware of that and not really 
is annoyed by it, but is also just like, <sighs> is yeah, he, she's like, thank God for something, I guess. Like, I am safe, I'm comfortable. Right. While being kidnapped. So. You know, semantics. Yeah, like, she's aware that she's been being put in the back of a minivan and is like, ah, shit, like, this isn't, like, this is a fundamental thing you're not supposed to do, <laughs> and I have done it. Okay, so Alar is one of the the betas in the group. He is the, like, gentlest of the five. Okay. He He is, like, very sweet. He's not a fighter. He's, like, a comforter, a nurturer. And so he immediately, like, senses that she's afraid and whatever and is trying to comfort her. And she's just, he's, like, introducing himself to her. And she's like, I don't care. And Why? he's so just sad that she feels guilty. And then she's like, first fucking rule of feminism. You don't have to feel bad for That's being right. mean to the people who are abducting you. That's like, right. That's I, right. I have that highlighted as well. That's right. That's wisdom such a right there. Line. Honestly. Yeah. So our heroine is named Naja, mm -hmm. and she's had a hard life. Again, I feel like normally I would let her backstory unfold as we go, but I think we need some framework. Okay. So she was born in America, and then her mom went to Mexico, and she was essentially raised and abused by, like, a Mexican cartel leader. Wow. Her uncle. Well, I don't know how much we want it tell before like she reveals it yeah well. that's true so well she has had a bad backstory okay and her she has raised her infant sister as her daughter she's now like two okay so they are kidnapping her and they're gonna take her to their like mountain compound where baby where baby and she's like exactly. i have i have a kid like you can't just abduct me and they're like you don't smell like you've had a kid no but <laughs> But they take her to her house. They're like, okay, like, fine. We believe you. We'll... So they take her back to her house. Sure enough, she has this baby. And then they chat with her about, like, getting the pack in play, making sure they have enough diapers, and then abducting everyone. <laughs> Is that? You are a female Omega. And she's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Right. She thinks she's, like, half tiger shifter. She Okay. So she knows she's a paranormal of some sort. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably kind of important just that like she has some context yeah, for this yeah, yeah. that's not human so yeah they explain that she's a female omega and that like other packs might scent her as well at some point and so like if she doesn't want to go with them they're not going to force her they're not going to make her do anything that she want doesn't want to do but they're like you're in heat anybody who comes within range of you is going to smell that like the other packs might not be so forward thinking yeah, about yeah, yeah. consent so like forward thinking about consent as we abduct you this is yeah. i love the mental gymnastics <laughs> it's, like it's very, good shit it's a very communicative abduction i hear like, you they I make it you. clear that at any point she can like say no and they'll mm -hmm. leave her alone but they're like we're gonna protect you yeah so like we're gonna leave you in your house but, like, we're going to sit in the minivan outside and make sure nobody else comes. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of the stuff that's going to be hard for us to, like, tell you about because it's very, like, character-driven between okay. each of the five guys. Like, they each have their own bonds and their own relationships with each other. And it's – you're going to have to read it to get that. Like, it's... <laughs> So they're in a they're in a polyamorous five-tet. Yeah. They all love each other. 
Awesome, the awesome, only awesome. two yeah. who do not fuck each other are the two alphas. Makes They're sense. like best friends who are like co-leaders mm-hmm. of the family unit. They do it. They just don't fuck each other. Yeah. But fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah they fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. With the other ones. There's plenty of other options. So right. Let's see. Three of them go back to a hotel. Because she smells real nice and their Omega is just really needy now. They are controlling themselves because they are uh, modern manics and they are not going to do anything terrible. But like, they're, they're in some pain, sure. you know, and they need to look after their Omega who male omegas go through yearning instead of heat so the females have the heat and then the male omega like really yearns for uh the d something or another yeah 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 Yeah. nice so they go back uh they leave part of them to watch and they're like hey go take care of that go make sure that he's okay and get some rest yeah so, of course, they go back and uh, have some fun in the hotel room. And so we get the sex scene? We get the sex Excellent. scene. Excellent. And I think it's, like, Finlow, one of the alphas, mm-hmm. one of the betas, and I don't remember if it's Alar or Seven. Elar. I call him Elar in my head. Uh, okay. Elar? Is that? Okay. I don't uh, know. He is described as the giver. He yeah. is he's the nurturing one. He loves to give. And so... He gives really, really good head. Excellent. And they always describe him in their point of views as he is like just this gift. Like, we find out that later he doesn't feel that way. He feels like he is the most, he's the weakest. He doesn't know how to fight. No. House, that, that's his thing. But everyone else always tells him and always thinks of him as you are the one, like the glue other than our male Omega. Like you take, you give us, all the hearts uh, that our male, so our male Omega, because he is more of a warrior character. Oh, nice. Uh, which is why he's doesn't fit in as well. Yeah. And one, yeah. I don't remember who it is later, but they think about him, him being Ilar. Like in some ways he is the strongest of them because he allows all of the other ones to be at their softest. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they can be their weakest. They can like unburden themselves mm-hmm. with him. They can be vulnerable and, like he he's gives the group them... sanctuary. Yeah. yeah, he's like the nest to do that, and how necessary and important that is. Oh that my gosh. Like, to go out swinging punches is one thing, but to like be that emotional rock for everybody Completely. is a big deal. Yeah. So Lillian and I both picked up on the fact that Elar is not white, but neither of us saw an exact description of what that means so i'm just going to also note that that comes up because he's like a half half manix and has been kind of treated differently by manix society because of that okay so yeah they're not the most accepting and since he visually does not look like them since they all look like blonde vikings yeah okay that is taken out more on him than maybe someone who was half manix that doesn't look as not white right Okay. And so in this scene in the hotel, we get our first instance of the Omega is like, I need you to not me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So this is a thing that the alpha does. And only it's the like alpha? One of the two alphas. Yeah. So Finlow is the alpha who is there in this situation. And Finlow comes from like 
a really healthy, supportive family. He's like the one who is not a misfit of the bunch. Okay. Like he kind of could have had his pick of the litter, but like this is his chosen family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the nodding. It like <laughs> he's like doing him. <laughs> and then and like there's lots of lube usage, which is always Oh, nice I really to see. like that. I really um, like that. Wait, so, so then, in like, this in this lore, nodding is a choice. It's not like a biological thing that just happens, like coming. Uh, it's a biological okay, so I, I see in like many types of or a few types of nodding when you read an omega verse. Okay. There's the one where it's like, oh, when they come, then they knot and lock into the person. Okay. And then there's the one like in Lola and the Millionaires by Catherine Moon where they have a knot that swells. And then in the end of like when they want to climax and all the fireworks, Mm -hmm. then they push it in and lock themselves together. This one's a bit of both. Okay. Please continue, Lillian. I really feel like nodding lessons with Lillian is going to be way better (laughs) than nodding lessons with Jenny. Yeah. I just wondered because you said, like, the the Omega said, I need you to not me, as if it's, like, something that is special and does not always happen. Or, like, you know? Hmm. I don't think it happens every time because they don't do it with nausea initially. Yeah. I don't think they have to put it inside all the way in order to Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. it's like a base of the cock thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a head of a cock thing. Is a base of the cock. It's a base of the cock thing. And I don't completely understand the biology of it. Like it gets, there's like, it swells and then I think he like gets it in there and then I think it like swells more so that it it like can't come back out. And Mm -hmm. because she later describes it as like swelling against her G spot. Okay. So I think it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. So that is, we see it for the first time here where he's like, I need you to like do the nodding. And mm-hmm. so he like gets his cock in there and then like the base of it swells and then, and they are sort of locked together for a little while, right? Like they do yeah. a sort of cuddle thing. I think thing. they do it like 15 minutes for this. They one. do a penetration cuddle? Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yeah, because it's, it's stuck in there. This is so Gotta, sweet. It's, a, it's that forced proximity like intimacy mm-hmm. while the beta is like soothing and comforting and sure 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 like, yeah, yeah it's a very loving very loving family that they have here i love it yeah so back at the house i thought okay this is a perfect elar quote so it's from Naja's point of view and it's i tugged myself out of the arms that felt way too comforting and looked up into the face of elar beta Gatlin warned, and Elar's face fell. Sorry, Alpha. Omega. I couldn't help myself. The scent of her sadness hurts my heart. It is harder to resist comforting her than it is to resist the call of her need. Oh. Like, he is just the fucking sweetest. Okay, so, she has missed out on a night of work because they pulled the fire alarm and kidnapped her and she didn't get her stripper oh, yeah. tips. yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, they are explaining to her that she, this is still the night before, that she can impregnate. Raiden. Raiden. The the Omega. She can get the the Omega Omega pregnant. She can impregnate the Omega. And she's like, I don't, what is going on? And Seven is the other beta. Elar is the very sweet beta. Mm -hmm. Seven is the other beta. And Seven is like, he's kind of prickly. Love it. 
like he he's he is a fighter Mm -hmm. even though he's a beta he got kicked out of two packs before he was able to join this one because he was not like submissive or subservient enough as a beta for the other packs and these alphas don't expect him to be and that's why like they accept him as he is but so early on he kind of is like abrasive and rubs her the wrong way a number Mm -hmm. of times she's trying to wrap her head around this and seven huffed it's not really that hard if you stop being so fucking human you two fuck during the heat he steals the eggs with his super sucker dick we fuck him and fertilize the eggs in what is one very long and dirty orgy he grows some cubs in four and a half months we cut him open deliver our young and we're finally a family gatlin growled for fuck's sake seven Wait, so it is it is mandatory cesarean? It's not like a yeah. cloaca situation? No. no. Oh. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought they were gonna do just a tiny poop and then all the seven cups <laughs> are gonna come out. <laughs> no. No, they have to do a C section. And apparently like back in the day in Manic Society, it was like this whole ritual thing with like knives and a ceremony and now they do just like a civilized medical c-section uh-huh 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 mm-hmm. good 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 <laughs> so she has to go to work at the flower market because she lost a night of tips okay and she's gonna take her toddler with her and just like baby wear which Been sucks there. when it's a full-blown two-year-old and Been you're there. running them around and Ooh. they want down so she goes to work and they like see her pulling out and they're like, all right, we're going to come with you to like protect you. And she's like, that's not a thing. Like right. people are going to think this is weird. And they're like, we won't let anybody see us. <laughs> <laughs> they can't they can't watch the baby. Oh, they would happily. Oh, but yeah. she's not super comfy with that because they did abduct her the night before. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> like strangers. Got it. No, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I love that Melody and I are both like, but they're. They're offering. But it's like, free child you, care. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stay within my line of sight and go have fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the child care. So honored. The child care of it like, all, Jenny. <laughs> the most erotic part of this book yeah. is, like, they make food. She doesn't have to think about what she's going to feed the baby or herself. Uh-huh. And they, there's always somebody to hand the baby to. Oh and God. I was like, this is a fantasy I did not conceive no, of. No, this is a fantasy it, I, well, I could do well with, really. It's it's like domestic competency. Yeah. And we both have like very involved partners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, this is not like a, it's just like. It's just Every like he gets tired too. So yeah. if there's not six of you, you can't. It's just it's your partner duplicated. Oh my god! Yeah, and they all have their thoughts and feelings, but oh like it's many of them. Incredible. Of... Okay, so yeah. she's at the flower okay. mart, and they're like, "We're gonna hide behind the bushes, even though we're seven feet tall." Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And this other pack arrives. <gasps> Do you want to yeah. tell this part, Lillian? Oh, uh, with Wilkie. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just trying to not steamroll you. Uh. Oh, no. Uh, it's just she finds out that, like, oh, hey, other manics, not nearly as cool as our manics. Oh. Our manics are the best, obviously. And Wilkie shows up and he's like, oh, like, you should be with a pack that deserves you type thing. Okay. 
Okay, so he shows and up he, and he's a big dickhead, very arrogant. He's a big dickhead, uh, and he's, he's got like a couple like, of his boys with him. Yeah, he he regards Omegas as like they're only good for breeding type thing. So not our really lovey situation that we've got with our pack. Yeah. 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 So our guys like close ranks, get her and the baby, get them safely out of there and back to her house. Mm -hmm. But this has now is like one of a series of times that her hand is kind of forced. Totally. It's like the other manics now know about her. This isn't a like optional kind of situation. So they are back at her house. They're going to like spend the night there. Okay. To keep her safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's going to give them her decision in the morning. Okay. So in the morning, she does decide that she wants to, like, do the I'm in heat sex thing with them. She's not, like, agreeing to be in their pack. And, like, while all of this is going on, we haven't made this part clear, she's, like, feverish. It's, like, a bad period PMS with, like, flu. Has she ever been in heat before? I think she may have been because it's okay. talked about like, oh, it's uh, then it's going to be just bleeding and like it's just going to be pain and pain and pain. So it sounds like she's been like or self-diagnosed herself with something where she'd have infrequent periods. Mm, and yeah, they, you're right. And when yeah. they come, they like punch her right in the right in the, yeah. the junk. Yeah. One, because that's yeah. one of the things that she says to them that is telling because she says something about like irregular menstrual cycles can be like a result of trauma and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, trauma, and like immediately want to crush anything sure. that has upset her. So she has decided that she's going to do the sex bargain with them and let his dick straw take eggs love out of her. Love a sex bargain. Love a sex bargain. And there's a knock at the door, and somebody delivers a marigold flower to her. And she, like, freaks the fuck out. Okay. And and is like, is going to your mountain house still an option? <gasps> and, of course, that's what all of them have wanted. Like, they don't feel safe in her space. They don't feel like it's totally. secure. They're, like, amongst the humans. It's not their compound that they know they can defend. So, But they haven't been pushing her. They've been, like letting her stay in her space if that's what she needs to do. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, we have to go. Like, we we have to go now. They, like, don't push it, don't question it. They just, like, they recognize that there's something going on here. Like, somebody is chasing her. Yeah. Yeah, she's been found by someone. Someone is scaring her. So they, like, get her shit, get her in the minivan, get the baby. Mm -hmm. Melody, one of them, straps her into a car seat. They install a car seat. Oh, boy. Is this not the hottest thing? Like, I guess they can talk about their dicks, but also they put the baby in the car seat safely for her. Getting those motherfuckers into a car, like, the seats on their own is sometimes, like, a two-hour struggle where you're just like where is the strap how do you is it tight enough so yeah they are competent enough that they strap the baby into a car seat and they take off to the mountain compound it's so remote that they have to take atvs to get up there yeah 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 um so this is in naja's head and she's watching them play with the baby oh no and, oh, and they no. can, like, feel her feelings and her whatever, like, when she reacts with guilt or... So she's like, there was never enough time to just play. Aww. I was a shit mother. 
and Raiden, the Omega, can, like, feel what she's feeling. And he's like, hey, stop. Raiden was looking at me now, his hand halfway to my face like he'd forgotten he wasn't supposed to touch me. You're doing the best you can, and that is enough. And it's like, <gasps> like, that's what I mean when this is, when I say this is the softest. Yeah. Like, it's not just the sexual fantasy. Yeah. It's like the emotional comfort support. Oh. Like, oh. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so are they now in the mountain house situation? And did I hear the word mansion? She calls it a mansion. She's like, this is not a cat. Like, mm. this is not a cabin. They were this underselling like, it. This is like a architecture phenomena, like beautiful with rustic appeal. Oh, shit. Giant, like house. That's a, she's like, what is this? Amazing. And they're like, yeah, our alphas built it with their own two hands. And they did. Oh, my gosh. So as they're waiting for him to come down with the ATVs, she sort of corners Seven, who is the, he's the fighter beta. He's the prickly one. has been kind of prickly up to this point. And she kind of forces him to talk, to be like, what? You know, she wants him to tell her the story of the Mannix. So she tells him the stuff that we've already told you about, like, they were prevalent in the 1700s and what's happened. He reveals that they can thrum. It's sort of like purring. And she has felt them do this thrumming thing. It's like a purring sound, but it's going to come up later. Oh, no. Does it hit her right in the pelvic floor? It it might hit. Be an effective clitoral <laughs> stimulation tool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've got to move faster. Okay, so... We do. Raiden goes down on her. Oh. Like, they finally... She's, like, spasming. She's in so much pain. And, like, him kissing her stomach makes it better. So And, like, they said he just needs to, like, taste her slick. Like, her... Heat juices will like soothe his yearning, and so he does go down on her. Uh-huh. And I believe there are multiple orgasms, and they are both kind of soothed. And I think she like passes out. So <laughs> she wakes up in that like guilty mom panic of like, yeah. oh god, the baby? where is the baby? And they were thoughtful enough that like the baby is in the room. I think it's Ilar is watching the baby in the room, and he's like, we knew you would you know, be Freak less out. stressed if you woke up and could, like, immediately see her. So, Aww. little things. And the baby has made cookies with some of them that morning. They call Finlow's parents and they get a crib sent up. Okay. And they just want to, like, spoil the baby. They're just providing for everything and everyone emotionally, physically, comfortably. Exactly. <laughs> So my next note is that she fucks seven. Okay. Wait, what? The mechanics of, like, all of the fucking is another one where, like, you're going to have to read it because I cannot relate to you that, like, this person is sucking this person's dick while this person is fucking this person and this person is twiddling nipples. I'm fine. But it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fucks seven while... Lillian, do you have thoughts? 
I do have thoughts because I think this is all vertical at this moment. And I believe she climbs them like a tree. Okay. And they're about to get down to it. And then I believe it's Gatlin. One of our alphas are like, wait. And puts a condom on the guy. And he's like, Nat, now you can. Because they, she hasn't consented to being like, Impregnated. impregnated by them and she could still be impregnated by anyone else and then oh. the whole thing would work but it's his job as an alpha to provide for her like sexual safety as well whoa okay that's cool which i really i really uh, liked that that's really cool wait so okay but wait she mm. has consented to sex pact and then they added on mountain safety, right? Yes. yes. Is sex pact that Omega will penetrate her and suck and hoover all her eggs out? That's he it? He has consented to giving them the litter that they always wanted. Okay. Or at least trying for it. Okay. But she, but they have not talked about, and she, she is not so far okay with being impregnated by them. To yes. have like a utero, a uterine She's baby. not going to gestate. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> a baby yet, and then okay, so she she does fuck seven. Seven gets off, and he's one of the betas. And I think Ilar is then left as on like baby duty. Okay, because somebody's got to watch the baby yeah. while the fuck fest is happening. So the other. Alpha Gatlin, who is like the gruff, quiet one, but like the main leader okay. of the, the bunch, is like, okay, stop. We're going to not do any more of this in the living room. We're taking it up to the nest. So the two alphas, Finlow and Gatlin, and the Omega, who needs to be impregnated. Yes. Raiden. Like, that's the main, the primary mission here yeah. is, yes, orgasms, but also need to get the omega's dick straw into her totally yeah the four of them go up to the nest and they do fuck wait wait so when you say they fuck okay i think the omegas fuck first okay yeah okay that's what happens the omegas fuck and it's like nirvana. Like they are both fulfilling oh. their biological purpose and neither of them have experienced this before. Oh, they have neat. not experienced the dick straw entering and extracting and the eggs. Doing that hoover. From yeah, the I, fallopian I tube, I suppose. I don't know. I yeah, maybe maybe it's a well, recovering. Well, it's like it's multiple eggs. So maybe it's just like they're just all spat out Yeah, there. maybe the ovaries are just like poop, 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 poop. Yeah. I mean, there's enough. But yeah. deep stimulation is happening. Deep stimulation. And yeah. she mm-hmm. is a big fan. Fireworks going off everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then he needs to be impregnated with a sperms. Yep. Ding, 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 Got ding. Got it. Okay. So now they have a few days. He has the eggs inside He's got his, him, little, his little pooch. And they have a few days to, like, fertilize the eggs. Got it. So I think that's when Gatlin fucks Raiden and Finlow fucks her okay. to like finish her off totally. after and like gets to watch and I think this is the first time she sees the nodding oh because he he like yeah he's gotta he's gotta stay in there for a minute Gatlin does his attempt at fertilizing the eggs that are now within the Omega got it and then 
he fucks, uh, he being the Omega, goes and, like, Ilar runs him a bath to be like, let's take care of you, like, you are fulfilling your Omega purpose, and he, like, pulls Ilar into the bath with him, and, and then Seven appears in the doorway, the other beta, and they also do the thing and so it's like each of the guys gets their shot at fertilizing the eggs yeah in which is unique in a pack dynamic oh it is is. what they mentioned usually uh alphas will be the only ones like allowed oh got it but like because they're amazing they want everyone to be able to have a shot at reproducing got it and having like their own genetics in the pool. Oh, it's like in mastered by their by her mates. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so I'm gonna blow through I think some of the next stuff that comes because we have still quite a lot of plot to get okay. through. So it's like there's more sort of group fucking in like little pods sure. here and there. There's a point where Seven talks about wanting to die by having his face sat on, which I very much appreciated. I would, yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to find Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. And someone licks her juices off uh, another alpha's face. There you go. There you yeah. go. That was, was real nice. Yeah. That's the stuff. Yeah, just like the intimacy that we need. Finlow's family shows up, like his parents or like his mom, one of his dads, and his twin brothers, and oh. do the like funny family thing where they're just like barging in because they, they called Finlow's crib. parents to get a crib. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, what the hell is going on up here? And then, of course, they realize you've got a female Omega. They didn't think that existed anymore, but they're going to keep their mouths shut. So they have a pack meeting to be like, what are we've done the sex thing? We've done the egg transfer thing. I do have one, one thing that happened before. And it's just like her seeing them all together and like seeing her place with them as like they're making her breakfast and stuff. And she says, the whole night had made a huge chasm in my chest open up. Like my heart was screaming for them to fill the space. They were wrapped in Christmas lights with a big blinking sign saying, the thing you've been missing, dumbass. But I was ignoring it because I didn't know I couldn't have the capacity to give myself over to them like that. Aww. She is very hesitant to be with them and commit to being with them because she feels like she's bringing a lot of baggage and danger along. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So she does decide to stay longer not like a necessarily permanent commitment at this point but that like she's gonna at least stay to see the cubs be born i think is is how it's put (laughs) so she's no longer heating she is no longer in heat that has they have accomplished their mission okay so but she does drop a bomb and that is yeah yeah that she's like her whole life been haunted by her uncle who had imprisoned her mother and her in his compound in Mexico where he's a full-blooded tiger doing bad things that uh, involves all of the illegal things. Okay. And he would repeatedly get her mother pregnant (gasps) and then sell the children (gasps) away. So that's the way she grew up was watching her siblings be sold away one by one, like as soon as they were born. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like real serious stuff. There was an opportunity for her to grab her last sibling 
after her mom dies because her mom was uh, kept there because she's like strung she's out being on dead. bred to death. Yes. Oh, and when she was also misusing cooked on heroin. Oh, yes, that too. Like involuntarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kidnaps or steals away her little sister Louisa, and that's and runs, and that is how she ends up like two years later in Montana. Wow. <laughs> and and that, so that's who sent her the flower, and to that's be like, who I she have found you. And so I guess there's lots of moments that, like, we're not capturing here because we've got to move through the plot. But, like, people making her food, them having family dinners, lots of, like, tending to the baby. Okay. Like, Mm -hmm. they're each building a relationship with the baby as well. And she's two. I'm calling her the baby. But, like, she's old enough to sort of baby chatter and, Mm -hmm. like, engage with them. So lots of, like, little cute bonds happening there. And I think she's sort of like, I don't want to bring this to their doorstep. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm... They're safe, they're happy, and I'm bringing the cartel to their Got doorstep. It. Yeah, essentially. So Finlow shifts to show her his like beast form because we have to talk about this. Okay, to like they're trying to be like, okay, the cartel is one thing, but like we're murder assassin cats. Yeah. So you know he's like seven feet tall. He shifts to his beast form, and she initially laughs because he has these like fluffy ears, <laughs> and she just like can't handle it. <laughs> and he's like threatening to fuck her in beast form, which okay. I was kind of disappointed doesn't happen. I don't know that that's a threat, and also why <laughs> not? <laughs> I get disappointed that did not happen. Yeah, but we know um, it's possible, and we know it's proportional. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, there's lots of like armor and he's huge and he has like fangs and claws and, you know, I really need some beast fucking in like an extra epilogue Mm -hmm. or something. But that's just me. You got the nodding in this, not the beast fucking. Yeah, yeah. So then like there is a cuddle puddle of fucking is how I put it. We're just like everybody's doing the thing. There's lots of sharing. There's lots of people being thoughtful. Aww. There's and all this stuff. It's like each of these five guys has their own like very clear perspective. They're not interchangeable. Like you really get a sense of who each of them are and that translates over to the ways in which they make love to each other okay Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna be able to do it justice totally totally go read the book guys we'll we'll wait pause me so then wilkie shows back up the the douchebag manix who came to the flower market and he can smell that the omega is pregnant basically like the heat is complete and that means Within the yeah. time that they've seen her, that business went down okay. and that uh, Raiden is pregnant. So he's like, I'm going to tell the Legion because they the like ruling group of okay. of the Mannix. And that's like they don't really want the Legion to know they had been trying to decide whether to tell the Legion. But now again, mm-hmm. their hand is forced. So wait, so is is Naja Latinx? Unclear. I okay. believe so. Because I so. Uh, she calls the guy who's terrible to her, her uncle. Mm. And I, yeah, her uncle's brother is her father. Okay. And, and that's how her mom was in Mexico. Right. I don't in think she's cartel. So we, I think so. I, yeah. unclear like, what her mom's heritage is. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that her dad yeah. is, but I, Latinx of some type. Right. It's so, not like necessarily, well, probably Mexican, but. And the only reason I ask is because the Legion is, is, so terribly racist and awful. 
Yeah, but she's also the last female Omega that anyone has ever yeah. seen. Fair. Okay. Nobody brings that up with her. She is a miracle. Okay. Maybe annoyed, but she is uh, what's standing between them and extinction. Got it. Okay. Got it. But yeah, he threatens to tell them because he wants, he's like, yeah, she, she'll be awarded to a like a better pack type thing. Mm-hmm. Like better. what the Legion thinks is a more worthy pack. No, I don't. That's, that's, what they say, that's what she's, or he says to her anyway. So in this society, they like the, the ruling class can sort of force people. No, no, they can't. No. Like the rule is that Omega's choose does okay. not mean that they don't maybe feel pressured or anything like that because it's a small town small society got it and like the guys aren't necessarily treated well in town but end of the day omega is supposed to be able to choose got it doesn't mean that they're not going to stack the deck in their favor i see okay so they decide they're going to go and tell the legion themselves before wilkie can go and like pollute the waters they're going to the vulture okay march down there they're gonna present a united front the alphas can smell that raiden is definitely pregnant like that has happened oh congrats yeah with at least one cub we don't know how many cubs yet i hope it's nine (laughs) (laughs) so they meet up with finlow's family at the legion headquarters to announce it we learn that the alpha general who is like main head motherfucker in charge is Gatlin's dad, but they have a really contentious relationship mm. because Gatlin is like a half breed and he didn't treat him well and whatever, whatever. So I don't know. Shit goes down. There, it's sort of fun as each of the manic smells that like a there is a female omega in their presence and b the male omega is pregnant because it is like it is a miracle as yeah. Lillian said. Yeah. So it's there's like a moment where they walk in and the secretary who they kind of like is like, what do you want? And they're like, take a deep breath. And he's like, (gasps) and they're like, do you think he'll see us? And he's like, I think he'll see you now. (laughs) So I won't go into all the detail, but like Naja stands up to the alpha general and is like, because they're all like, she does or, you know, you don't get to pick. You don't get to pick. And she's like, you're right. None of you get to pick. I get to pick. And this is my pack. Yeah. So they have ordered an ultrasound machine. They do an ultrasound. How many? He is having five cubs. (gasps) She's kind of having weird feelings about the fact that like. I love this. Like I I love this so much because like she sees them. She sees that they're real and Mm -hmm. that they're not in her. Uh Uh-huh. And she doesn't say anything because she doesn't want to ruin the moment. Everyone is just so happy. Yeah has just this very disconnected like emotions and so she goes off and of course one of them like comes over to her and they're just like you know like tell me what's going on mm-hmm. like, maybe this is what like guys like fathers feel like this connected but disconnected sure. just is this moment of vulnerability where she's like well I've always just the way I was raised, I assumed that I would be the one who would carry any children I'd have. Yeah. Like, and it almost makes me jealous to see them there. Uh-huh. And it's just such, because she doesn't like that about herself, because this is something she agreed to. Totally. And she's so happy for him. Mm-hmm. But it still feels... Like, she still has feelings about it. That makes sense. And that's why I loved it so much. That makes sense. 
And that turns to like very loving group sex. Yes, yes. And then I think there's like another loving groups. And that makes it sound like it's just sex. The sex scenes are so good and so character driven, but I'm not even going to try. No, no, no. Yeah, we. Yeah. So then there are marigolds have been planted at the border Ah, of their lands. No, at the border Um, of their lands. This is terrorism. Yes. So he has found them. He is threatening them. It's not good. So they're, like, trying to figure out what to do about the cartel situation. And while that's happening, another pack shows up, and they kind of all snarl at each other. And then it, like, becomes clear to her that, like, they're friends. So she's like, why don't you invite them in and we can, like, chat? Yeah. And so they ask her to be a donor to their pack so that they can also have cubs yeah but that means she has to like fuck their omega sure and she says no that she doesn't want to just like be a donor of that i don't i kind of i'm like but they can't do it another way and like can't you just but it's also like it's well it's also like it's commodifying it's like well all those eggs would go to waste otherwise but like that's it's also parts of her sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and yeah so she says no they all does agree to go and get tested by their doctor she agrees to go and see the physician that the manix has so he can run tests and be like well why are you an omega like a female omega we've never seen one in like many of our lifetimes like so how did you come to be Mm -hmm. okay so she does go to the doctor he does some exams there's stuff in town that we don't need to get into we discovered that like to be really pack mates like pack for life Mm -hmm. there is a mating bite mm -hmm. that has to happen and so she has not done the mating bite does she get to bite them too yet yes we'll see melody okay all right i'll chill i'll chill out So there is some fucking going on, and just as they finish, there's, like, a knock on the door, and they're like, the witch is here. And they're like, ah, fuck. Like, witches get offended really easily. So they have called in... Yeah, they've called in a witch to look at the wards, because the marigolds are planted on the other side of the wards that keep this property safe. And so that's where the witch came in. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm really sorry. I feel like this is something that I should have asked before. Can she not shift? She can't. She can't shift. Okay. Because I was like, why does she think she's a tiger? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, she does. she's half tiger. Yeah. But she can't shift. She's never been able to. And they're like, well, maybe we could help you. Mm. She's like, I have been in enough traumatic situations in my life. Like, if I could shift, I yeah. would shift. Yeah. So... Basically, the witch is going to fix the wards, but she they have to, like, take the wards down. And in order to do that, Gatlin has to go ask his dad, the alpha general, to, for permission. And there's, like, a whole thing that has to happen. So Gatlin and some of the others go to ask his dad that. And the Naja and the Omega and some of the others, the baby, go to Finlow's family for a barbecue um, while that's happening. Sure. So there's a very cute, like, barbecue and they meet the sister and the Louisa, the two-year-old little girl, gets to meet Finlow's niece and they introduce her as she's about your age and she likes fairies and brawling, which is just our daughters in a nutshell. Oh, fairies and brawling. (laughs) Like, the child moments in this are just so precious. Yeah. Like, I don't 
feel like I get to see these all that much in like mm. literature and like when I hear uh, recounting, because like I don't have children, I have cats. When I hear parents talk about children, it always seems to be like they did this terrible thing, this terrible thing, and this terrible <laughs> thing, but I love them so much. Mm, sure. Which is just like, I think your biology is lying to you, but okay, I'm not going to say anything. Totally, totally. But like if it's filled with moments like this or even like half mm. moments like this, then it makes sense because yeah. they're just that cute. Yeah, I think yeah, it's oh, just yeah. hard to describe. And a lot of times I don't describe it simply because there's a big piece of me that's like, I don't know if they're cute or I'm just their mom, you know? (laughs) And like, I have, I'm I'm very attuned to that. (laughs) But Lillian, um, Melody and I each have a daughter and they're a similar age. Mine's a little bit older and we can send each other like identical pictures of like, she has mayhem. dropped all of her clothes at the front door <laughs> and is now like outside naked somewhere. And this can happen to both of us within like days of each it's other. It's weird. Or, like, it's very uncanny. Yeah. We have feral daughters yeah. who are like the best. I would not change anything about either of them, but they're Jesus terrifying. Lord. Keeping yeah. up with them is quite a bit. There are a lot of poop jokes. Oh, my God. Mine has, instead of an imaginary friend, she has an imaginary villain. (laughs) And they, like, fight. (laughs) And if you ask, because I thought it was her friend. And I was like, oh, you have an imaginary friend. Her name is Paisley. And I was like, is Paisley your friend? And she was like, no. She is my enemy. And I was like, what? (laughs) This is the most on-brand thing Uh ever. And then she'll be like, Like, Paisley has to go to bed early because she needs energy so that we can fight tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) She's fucking terrifying. And I hope she does not change. She never changed. The world does not convince her to make herself smaller because she is a fucking boss. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah, fairies and brawling. So... (laughs) There is that my takeaway from the barbecue was that I just like the portrayal of like a polyamorous society and the way that that is just like acceptable. It's the norm. It is like it's not required, but it's just like very normalized. Mm -hmm. And so the other little girl is asking Raiden about like you know this girl and his response is like you're still my favorite but we have big hearts and I have the room in there for lots of favorites like your mommy loves all your daddies and I love all your uncles love isn't a competition there's plenty to go around because it's endless oh I was like if that isn't polyamory in a nutshell (gasps) I don't know what is that's gorgeous I mean like the way we want polyamory to be of course it Obviously is not always that. So Gatlin does get permission from his dad to drop the wards, but there's like a day that they can do it to correspond with the moon and she's going to come back. And in between, before she can reset the wards, the perimeter alarm goes off in the middle of the night, like waking them all in a panic. Well, like because the witch explains, oh, your wards are shit. So like the wards are up, but they get like... They run through them, basically. <gasps> oh, no. Alarm goes off. Shit goes down. They, the alphas and their seven leave okay. to scout the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, go to the nest because it's a safe room. Like they've got more locks and stuff like okay. that. And you hear gunfire <gasps> going off. And they're like, 
we like the legion should be on their way we just need to wait until the legion gets <gasps> they're here they're not coming are they they're just late they're not they're fast late. enough okay. it's not as nefarious okay good it's just terrible anyway guys get into the house <gasps> And they're like, all I want is her. Like, you can keep the two, but we just want you. And like, they won't let her give herself up. They start the house on fire. (gasps) And Raiden is pregnant with all their cubs. But out of him and Elar, he's the fighter. He is better shot. Mm -hmm. And he's like, there will be more cubs without me. There won't be more cubs without her. And so he's like, do whatever you can to save her and goes to like, goes out of onto the roof (gasps) to go try to redirect the people. Oh my God. Elar's like, wait, we got to go. And so when they're starting to leave, she sees that Raiden is being stuffed into a car unconscious. (gasps) And basically she's seeing all these people suffer for her. Yeah. And she sacrifices herself because she knows the people she cares about and Louisa, uh, her sister. They would be safe. They would be safe if she's not there. And that's that's what goes down. So she like hands the baby to Elar and jumps off the roof. Yeah. Like she tells Elar to just like run. And that's what Elar does. Yeah. He has to. He runs away with the baby. It's the only choice. The only choice. So she wakes up and Iago, her uncle, her bad cartel uncle, Mm -hmm. has, like, taken her and Raiden somewhere. And they've, like, beaten Raiden up. Not his stomach, though. Yeah, the babies appear to be okay, but, like, they've beaten the hell out of his face. He's, like, in and out of consciousness. So Tiger, bad man, knows that he's pregnant. Does he know the predicament of the Manics in general? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. He, yeah. So he's, he's going to sell them yeah. as a breeding pair. He totally is. For yeah. like tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, he definitely and is. And he, he gets his mysterious buyer. His buyer's like, he goes to sell Naja and he's like, that's a great price. And then like, there's a pause and he's like, I don't, like, I'm kind of thinking to hold on to the male one. And then he apparently names another price. And he's like, yeah, you can have that one too. And so So, he gets made into a very rich man is what is the thing. So Naja decides, like, I'm not going to be sold to somebody who's willing to buy us as a breeding pair. Yeah, that's gross. Like, this is not going to live like that. Like, I'm going to, like, die fighting if that's what it takes. And so as she's, like, picking up a crowbar, she's looking for something to fight with because there's, like, a helicopter showing up to take them. A guy who she recognizes who helped to smuggle her out of Mexico the first time with Louisa the baby hands her a gun and tells her to go. So there's like something else going on. So then we cut back to the the rest of the pack. Yeah, yeah. Seven has been shot and is like being patched up by the doctor. Elar managed to get out with the baby Mm -hmm. successfully. They killed a bunch of cartel dudes, and the two alphas are just, like, beating themselves up because they didn't keep their pack safe. Mm -hmm. All of the Mannix males are, like, swinging their dicks and fighting over what the right course of action, like, the alpha general and our alphas and, like, what should they do? Should they send out the military? Should they send out trackers? Like, And while this is happening, Miranda, the witch, portals her way in and is, like... What did you fuckers do? Like, stop talking. You tell me what's going yes. on. Yes. 
And so once she realizes their predicament, she calls a dragon named Alexander, (laughs) Uh this mysterious dude on the phone. And she's like, you know, you're super special team. Don't pretend you don't have one. I want to know what's going on. Like, I need you to put these two alphas in on your operation. Something is going down. Shit. So Finlow and Gatlin, our two alphas, are put on a team of bear shifters who are going to get who are going to get our omegas back. Okay. Okay. So they're going to the cartel compound. Are they so in the like helicopter? So the exchange is about to happen. Yeah. So they are the super secret buyer. And they've been they've um, been monopoly money. And it's like a sting operation. Him. Got it. Yeah. So you know, she's about to fight them and they're kind of giving her the wink of like there's Be cool. Come on, like, Be cool. Here. Be cool. Yeah. And like, you know, like let's let's go over there. She's just like I'm not trusting you. What's going on? And then, like, shit goes down, gunshots, they hide behind something. She puts her body over Raiden, like, to protect him because he is still in and out of consciousness. And then, like, it goes silent eventually. And her alpha comes up and, like, holds her in a hug. Like, she just recognizes him by his scent. Oh. And everyone I love the is- alpha scent thing. Like earlier in the book, after each sex scene, like one of them has put his shirt on her, and she can like smell the alpha on it. Mm-hmm. So it that like harkens back to those moments. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna arrest her uncle Lillian, and what happens? <laughs> so like her uncle is just laughing because he's psychotic. Sure, and like everyone it. is standing around like. I, I don't even know what they're doing, but she goes up, uses the gun that she was given, and shoots him in the she head. She murders him dead. She murders yes, him dead. Yes, yes. And yeah. everyone just stops, and then the other guy is like, you got his brains on my shoes. Could you <laughs> give a warning? I love it. But no no one is, like, regretful that this guy no. is dead. No, no. And then we meet um, our mysterious buyer, who... Like she does, she recognizes is him before as like, oh, like he is not necessarily a good guy. Like he, he's young. He looks super successful. There's something off about him. But like the longer she looks at him, she's like, he looks kind of familiar. And he says that he has bought every single child that like all of her half siblings <gasps> He has bought them over the years and they're with happy families. Some of them are raised with, were raised with on his own compound. And she's like, why? And she's like, it was, or he's, it was my recompense basically for not being able to protect you and your mother. Like I promised my father. (gasps) No. And it's her half brother. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, So she finds out that she has this half brother who has been saving all of her siblings. Whoa. Yeah, so they're all actually safe. So the Arpak's house burned to the ground, sure. which is very sad. They built because it with their it hands. Clearly, they built it, and it was like a lot of memories there, a lot of love in that house. But they're like, you know what? We're going to rebuild it. And they, they have these sort of fantasy discussions of like, and we can do, you know, we can build rooms for the cubs and you can have the dream kitchen you've always talked about and there can be a conservatory. And so it's very like, you know, and it, we'll build our nest better mm-hmm. than before. So they're going to be okay. And then Finlow does not her is... <laughs> okay. Wait, what? 
there there is nodding. She has not been nodded or like alpha bitten yet. <gasps> so we have to get that. Scene. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they, it's like she's gonna have the alpha bite and there's two alphas so she's gonna have to do it twice but finlo is gonna do it first and there's so like group and they're like we've got to get you really wet if he's gonna not you so there's a lot of like foreplay and orgasms and then he like stuffs it in there (laughs) and the the base like starts to swell and then he like stuffs that in there and then it's like swelling against her Mm g-spot and then it's like locked in there and she's like i'm full and then he's like i'm gonna come and like fair warning it's gonna be a lot so (laughs) she thinks she can't get any fuller and then but i assume because there's a knot we don't get like a no yeah it has to backslash at some point though sure i guess it depends how you release the pressure if you like i guess how you break the knotting like if it just sort of slowly deflates then maybe it just sort of it's like a drizzle out. sure <laughs> Water pattern, maybe. i'm sure somebody will lick it up yeah. it's fine so then yeah and then he like bites her and she bites him and then she has like blood in her yeah. mouth and like seven kisses <gasps> her and is like i love you mate Aww. and doesn't care that there's and it's just and then Gatlin mentions like you're gonna have to do it again. That's a romance. Like, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna do it to her too. So then we still have to have the cubs. Yeah. So Raiden has to have a C-section, like we said. But <laughs> why? Why? He he has like shifted to his manix form or his beast form to like be protective at the very end because like if anybody who's not his pack is in the room. Anyone who's not Peck can't come into the room, so the doctor can't come into the room. So the doctor's like, hey, Alpha, you're going to have to do this. Wait, and wait. he's like, I have no medical training. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Wait. I thought you said that the C-section is like a, like a civilized situation now. Yes, well, it should be. But it hasn't happened can't. in like however many hundred years. So who knows? But this is how it works and like the contractions aren't actually like they're not real contractions they are making the cubs move okay and like stimulating them into motion and the idea is that eventually the cubs will shift and And claw their way out out of his Uh, and he's like that is not optimal because we'll probably both die like we'll all die everybody's gonna die so, like, they have to get the cubs out. And I was just reading this. I'm like, this is so much more horrific than I thought this it was. This is some serious <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Gatlin gets to do the honors, okay. receives some sort of instruction, comes in, is like, okay. He gives him, like, the down. YouTube C-section tutorial yeah. before he sends yeah. him in. Like, you got to calm down. Uh, Finlow does an alpha thing makes Raiden shift back. Okay. And then they do local anesthetic and he's like, get them out of me. He can't do an epidural. No. That's a little too skilled. He's he like, I'm C-section. I'm no. Uh-uh. And he, he gets he gets cubs out one by one. <laughs> Incredible. And, and it turns out there's a sixth cub. <gasps> so they have five boy cubs and a little girl. 
And they were like all surrounding their sister. Oh, oh, that's very yeah. sweet. Aftercare. Aftercare. Okay. Yes. Give us some aftercare. Okay. So like, if you liked this kind of book, uh, but you don't want anything to do with children or breeding or anything like that, and maybe you're speaking my language. Like all the cozy heart feelings and maybe the thrill of fear with it. Mm-hmm. Carnal Cryptids by Vera Valentine. Like the first one is Carnal Cryptids East Coast. That one will deliver on your poly love. It is also like it's this established triad. And the Jersey Devil has a knot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and like there is a Mothman and stuff like that. I love so, it. Like, oh. that, like if you're looking for something else for that fuzzy one feeling. Oh, but it's just as like emotionally soft. Like it's emotionally soft. They do a little bit more of the, they feed off of her fear. Ooh. So they scare her a little bit. Oh, I, I don't hate that. Like, I don't hate that. I'm super her. into that. They care that. about each other. Yeah. Okay. My aftercare yeah. is if you want a shifter, but you want something a teensy bit, well, maybe not more traditional, but just like, you know, if you just want to worve. <laughs> All right. And you want a little bit of a rom-com element and things like that. Molly Harper's Naked Werewolf series is so fun. Oh, I haven't read this one. Like start to finish. It's so fucking fun. The first one is How to Flirt with a Naked Werewolf. Heaving Bosoms has a couple of episodes on that one. And then the next one is The Art of Seducing a Naked Werewolf. And the final one is How to Run with a Naked Werewolf. And they Mm -hmm. are just like, they're just Fun romps. The voice is, it's so, I don't know. It's like, it's like quirky without being annoying, you know, like it, it sometimes quirky toes that line and. Oh yeah. It's gotta be right. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's so fun. So those are super cool. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Mine is the Riley Jensen series by Carrie Arthur. Mm. Arthur. I just messed up her name. It is. It starts with a book called Full Moon Rising, and Riley Jensen is like crime fighting, you know, whatever that vein, but she's half vampire, half werewolf. And it's just like, again, with the werewolves are super like poly, sex positive, very open, loving society. And like her main love interest is a vampire who's like very old and very conservative and like does not want her fucking other people and this series was just so far ahead of its time in terms of that like i was reading it back in like college and it yeah she's just like fucking naked and comfortable with her sexuality and who she is and she kicks ass and there's like a different sort of villain mystery whatever that they're encountering in each one and there's a multitude of different love interests who kind of come in and out and like she turns the faded mates thing on its head and then there's this vampire Quinn who is hot as fuck who like continues through the whole series okay. so yeah it's really good nice formative for me very formative in many ways and then Lillian's books yeah. Lillian has a a new one out this month if this is coming out in January or it just came yeah. out yeah, it's coming out uh, January 31st, and it is going to be a poly situation with gargoyles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's really funny that it shows Maddox because I didn't realize, but 
my gargoyles have a special part as well that we talked about a lot during this episode uh, and they are going to not. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, so you've put some thought into the knotting recently. I have been thinking about knotting so much right now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I thought knotting, it was like at the end, yeah. like Melody said, and that's like what gets it stuck in there. The, the... That makes more sense to me just because of butt plugs. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but like there's no, always a like flare at the base. So that it can't go all the way in, but like it doesn't, there's nowhere for, it doesn't seem like there's anywhere for the orifice to like close around unless. So it's almost like you've stuffed a butt plug in there and then flared the base. Yeah. Right? But, but, so like, but I, no. Diagrams I've seen is like, it's not just the base that like ends in the body where it's wider. Okay. It's like, it's like you've got the shaft okay. and then you have like above. Like, you've got, like, where your butt plug, like, stem would be. Sure, sure, sure. And then you have bulb. Oh. And that would be not. And those are the diagrams I've seen and the dildos I've seen on Bad Dragon. Okay. Oh, Bad Dragon would be the place to go look for this, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so my gargoyle book is going to be, like, established triad of gargoyles and a sexy plus-size librarian. <gasps> And it. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm super excited about it. It has all the cozy heart feelings and just like throwing that into there. Yay. And it is called uh, Deceived by the Gargoyles. Oh. There is there is a cozy deception. I have not decided whether it needs a content warning or not. <laughs> okay. And it's happening in the same world as Stock by the Kraken, right? Uh they one of the gargoyles gets matched by Rose. The matchmaker yeah 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 so the the witch and the gargoyle both went to the matchmaker and got matched mm. so that is all the monster ones in that series like there'll be an offshoot where you've got people who have been matched by rose nice very so. cool lillian where can people find you online i've got lillianlark.com Lillian's TikTok is the answer. Her TikTok is such a good spot to get it book recs. Yes, my TikTok is at Lillian Lark author. And I, I spend quite a bit of time on there. It's it's good time. Yeah, great, great, yeah. great book recs. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really no, I love it. When you pop up, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get good uh -huh. recs. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like the way your videos just like magically, you don't realize how much work it takes to make, make the images and the text up. and shit pop oh up. God. And like, you just make it like effortless. And then I'm like, how do I, I just want one. I'm like in a and jungle I on TikTok. I like doing it because it presents it in like this really nice way that people can just be like, oh, this book, because it says it has knotting. Right. Because apparently I am a sucker for a knot. I mean. More knotting. I love it. This is my first yeah. it, foray, and I am into it. And yeah, listener, give us more nodding Rex because I I think Melody deserves. I'm pro nodding. I just got a dick straw and nodding yeah. and Mpreg. Yeah, like maybe you should share the. I wealth, think the tables Jenny. have turned. Right. I have, you know, right. getting the good dick stuff. Straw. Thanks, Lillian. I want somebody I to get Hoovered on my page. One TikTok that I did just all on nodding and someone reported it. <gasps> no, go fuck them. What? Like that was the one they reported, not the one about double penetration. 
It was it was okay. like nodding. That is, I realize we're trying to wrap up here, but just quick complaint: we did not get any DP in this book, and if there are five cocks, yeah, I don't even think we got like an Eiffel Tower. Like we did, did we? Okay, yep. it was under his pregnant belly. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, because he was like, I can't even see my dick, and they were like, We can see your dick. We can. But yeah, we did not get. D- and I, I realize not everybody needs DP all the time, and that I'm just like a dirty pervert. So fully acknowledged but yes if there are five cocks i feel like somebody should be getting to it yeah i don't i don't see why not you know (laughs) or three at once who knows hell let's just go sierra simone in here like just oh my stuff them in there oh my (laughs) god actually you know what i literally (laughs) after i read the new camelot book i was like wait I don't think this is actually physically possible and so i went to (laughs) i went to a porn and I found out it is actually physically possible with human women who live in the world. And I was excited about it. You're talking about DVP, right? What? Where they're both. Yeah, they're both yeah. in her vagina. Two yeah, P yeah. and one V. Oh. Yeah. So, fun story. When I first read that scene, yeah. I must have been just so innocent that I didn't read that. What? Like, I was just like, oh, like she said she wasn't good for anal. Like, but they, they <laughs> seem to be, but like the way their bodies are positioned. <laughs> And then, like, I flip back a couple pages and I look and I'm just like, just like Wait. a blush, a, like just a flush. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, uh-huh. oh, oh, I didn't and then probably did the same thing as us. We were like, what? Wait. Even like I've seen some shit. I've seen two dicks in one ass. Sure. But I did not. I I think I did the exact same thing as Melody. Oh, and I was camping too, so I didn't have <gasps> oh, internet. No. So it was like the first thing I did as soon as Obviously. I got internet. I was like signal, <laughs> signal, and then I'm like sitting next to my husband in the truck, looking up like two dicks in one vagina porn. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's research. It is. It has to be. You. I, I need to questions. know what's going on in the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're looking at it and you're like, how? I... Like, yes, I see it with my eyes, but also, like, that's got to be more than a f- incredible. Fist. It's incredible. I mean, it's more like malleable than a fist. It's a right? physical feat. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have to call this episode "Nodding Lessons with Lillian Lark." Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, that, that, and like, I just want to say, I am not a professional. Not a, not a <laughs> I think you are. You're a seasoned This is really veteran. just, I've, I've read some and have just noticed. Professor of nodding. And you know what? Doctor? Should Do- we just call you doctor? Doctor? No, don't. You have a doctorate mm. in nodding. A PhD. <laughs> I just want to say there are more people who are more in like know everything about a megaverse. I hear you. And I love your humility. You know, I just need to thank you personally from the bottom of my soul for shepherding me into the land of nodding. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we recap Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRue with Kenya Gory Bell. It's our first horror romance. And who knew how sexy (laughs) radical intimacy with a demon could be. Seriously. Also, um, (laughs) tentacle monsters and death cults. Ah! (laughs) 
If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, pretty please, and tell a couple of friends about us. It helps us to grow. It does, yeah. And the Temple of Defiant Joy is waiting for you on our website, bonkersromance.com slash temple. By joining, you support us, you support the show, you support the Bonkers mission. But more than that, you get the final episode of each month. You can hear us, me specifically, scream about (laughs) sexless in the city. (laughs) You can access each month's advanced reader copies for the Bonkers book club. And all of that is for as little as $5 a month. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and our favorite place on the internet at the moment, the Bonkers Romance TikTok. We are at Bonkers Romance. And we also have a Facebook group, The Altar of Defiant Joy, where awesomeness is shared. And you can always email us stuff at bonkersromance at gmail.com. Go enjoy your next Bonkers read. And remember, if they've got wings, we're going to want sky sex. That's science. (laughs) It's the rules.